Father, in the mighty name of our Lord Jesus Christ, we give you glory for your word. We give you glory for this day. Father, we thank you for this platform, oh God. We thank you, Father, because people will be able to receive your word. Father God, we glorify you. We magnify you. This is the day that we have made and we shall indeed rejoice in it. In the mighty name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Well, um, hello to everyone who is listening right now. This is um, your favorite podcast where we share the word of God, where we go deep in the word of God. So um, deep utterances of the word of God. That is the name of the podcast. I am latter-day preacher coming all the way from South Africa to bring you another dose of the word on this blessed, blessed, blessed Monday. Hope you are doing well wherever you are. Hope you feel blessed wherever you are. Remember, brothers and sisters, you can give me a feedback. You can leave message or voice messages via this platform or I will later give you my WhatsApp number so that we can communicate in Jesus' mighty name. God bless you. Well, today we are reading on the book of 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians, one of the letters of Paul to the church of Corinth is chapter 1. Chapter 1, verse 10. So today we are talking about the divisions in the church. We are talking about the divisions in the church. Well, it's not that the divisions in the church in the time of Paul, but it is the division in the church even in today's church. So we are relating what Paul was concerned about to what is happening in today's church. Praise mighty Jesus. Praise God. Praise mighty Jesus. Well, um, let us read. Let us read, let us read. And verse 10. By the authority of our Lord Jesus Christ, I appeal to all of you, my brothers, to agree in what you say, so that there will be no divisions among you. Be completely united with only one thought and one purpose. And one purpose. So Paul, in this um, letter, is expressing his concern regarding um, this, this, the regarding um, actually the division that is seemingly there within the church. So he says, by the authority of our Lord Jesus Christ, I appeal to all of you. So this is an appeal. To the brothers and sisters in the in in the church in Corinth, because he's saying that they must agree in what they say, so that there will be no divisions among them. And he goes on and he says, "Be completely united with only one thought and one purpose." That is how. That I guess that is the intention of God from the beginning. That is there was the intention of Jesus Christ. From the beginning that we will become one with one purpose 
that to preach the word of God. And that purpose is to preach the word of God and preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. The way it was supposed to be preached. The way it was supposed to be preached. And preach the word of God the way it was supposed to be preached. Well, that is not possible. That is not possible if if in this church another gospel is preached and on that church another gospel is preached from this church another jesus is preached from that church another completely different jesus is preached so the the unification is not possible the one purpose is not possible at all if we are going to preach different gospels so in verse 11 paul says for some people from Chloe's family have told me quite plainly, my brothers, that there are quarrels among you. There are quarrels among you. So Paul heard, heard that there are quarrels and there, there are quarrels and divisions among that church, among that church. Verse 12 says, let me put it this way. Each one of you says something different. One says, I follow Paul. Another, I follow Apollos. Another, I follow Peter. And praise mighty Jesus. And another, I follow Christ. Verse 13 says, has been, verse 13 says Christ has been divided into groups. Was it Paul who died on the cross for you? Were you baptized in the name as Paul disciples? These are very, very, very important questions that he is posing to the church. And that's, those are similar questions that we need to answer in today's church. Because today we have a problem in the, in, in the body of Christ where there is a lot of division. Where there is a lot of divisions because of, 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 of these, of these um, different doctrines that are being, um, that are being taught in different churches, in different places of worship. And in, and in adding to that, adding to that, now the church has, 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 has become a place where men of God and women of God um, are put above Jesus Christ. When I say are put above Jesus Christ, we've become now, we, 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 we have become a church that, that, that exalts men more than we exalt Jesus Christ. We have become a church, as Paul puts it here, a church that says, me, I follow prophet so and so. Me, I follow pastor so and so. There is no greater prophet than my prophet. There is no greater prophet. All the others are false prophets. My prophet is the real prophet. My pastor is the real pastor. And the different doctrines where people you hear people say, in my church or in our church, we believe this. We don't believe that. And someone else will come and say, in our church, we don't believe Jesus Christ is God or Jesus Christ is the Son. We believe Jesus Christ was one of the prophets. That's what people say in today. So these are different doctrines. And these are supposedly taught by men who call themselves men of God 
who say that they are called to preach the word. So that is the con- that is what brings about the divisions in the church, the different doctrines. But we must for- we must not forget that what the Bible says. These uh, the, even Jesus Christ when he was on earth, he warned he warned the church about this. He warned the church about this. Even the same apostles warned the church about this. Warned the church about this. That even what I'm trying to say when I say he warned, they warned the church about this during the time of Apostle Paul and all the and all the the apostles. The Bible makes it clear that even then, the, the false apostles, the false prophets, false pastors were still in existence, were already in existence to come to cause confusion within the body of Christ. So they are worse today. They are worse than the time of Paul. They are worse today. The, the false prophets are worse today. They have infiltrated the church of, of Jesus Christ. They have infiltrated the church of God and they have caused confusion within the body of Christ and in in so in doing so they have misled thousands and and, and thousands of, of, of people into hell they have misled and they have taken the people's focus away from Jesus Christ and they became today um, the modern day Jesus Christ because we have flamboyant men who are parading or masquerading as prophets in our churches today, who are teaching something else. You know, who are not teaching what they are supposed to teach, who are teaching a different gospel, a different doctrine, who, who are misleading a lot of people. And that is a concern. And this is the concern of Paul, even, even back then, because people were beginning to say, well, I don't care about your apostle because i follow paul and paul is the only man of god when in reality when in reality that was not true so paul is in in other words he is asking them questions but at the very same time rebuking them rebuking the church because he says let me put it this way each one of you says something different one says i follow paul another i follow Apollos, another I follow Peter. I follow, underline the name, underline the name I follow. I follow. Shouldn't we all be following um, uh, Jesus Christ? Why are we following men? Why are we following men? Because that is the same question that Paul, Paul, Paul has. And he goes on and he says in this scripture, um, in verse 13 says Christ has been divided into groups Christ has been divided into groups so he asks was it Paul who died on the cross for you were you baptized as Paul disciples the question is no Paul did not die in the cross for me it is Jesus Christ who died in the cross on the cross for me it is him who was sacrificed on the cross. It is him who paid for my sins. 
it is him who taketh away my shame, my poverty, my sickness. It is Jesus Christ and only Jesus Christ. So isn't Jesus Christ the one we should be following instead of following prophets, instead of following men, men like us, men who fall like us, men who sin like us? Praise God. So that is the question that Paul was posing in that church. And this is the question that still today needs to be answered by today's brethren, today, today's, um, today's church. So verse 14 says, I thank God that I did not baptize any of you except Crispus and Gers. And, 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 and verse 15 says, No one can say then that you were baptized as my disciples. Verse 16 says, Oh yes, I also baptized Stephanas and his family, but I can't remember whether I baptized anyone else. Verse 17 says, Christ did not send me to baptize. He sent me to tell the good news and to tell it without using the language of human wisdom in order to make sure that Christ's death on the cross is not robbed of its power. Praise God. Because the moment you begin to, 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 to put men in front of Jesus Christ, that is the moment you are robbing God of his power. That is the moment you are trying to rob God of his power. And it is very dangerous to exalt men. We must realize one thing as the body of Jesus Christ, that many have nothing on their own. Whatever they claim that they have, the anointing, the power, whatever they claim that I have, that power, that anointing is from God. That power, that anointing is from God. Men and women who are called are just vessels, vessels to do the will of God, to glorify God by teaching his word. To, 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 they have these spiritual gifts to demonstrate the power of God so that people may see that this one is from God. This one is a false prophet. This one is a false prophet. This one is a true prophet. Because how do you distinguish between a true and a false prophet? The Bible says we see them by their fruits. And a man of God, you can tell this one is a man of God. Of course, even false prophets come in the name of God. They come proclaiming the name of Jesus. They are louder, but their actions and their fruits are of the devil. You can look at them. You can notice them. You can see. And the gospel that they teach is not good news. It's the other gospel. It is distorted. It is meant for them to exploit you. It is not the gospel of Jesus Christ. So this is what causes division even today in the body of Christ. This is what is causing commotion within the body of Christ. This is what is causing the division that we see today in the church. Because we have men who are doing wrong but they call themselves men of god and one and and, and, and another man 
a true man of God would come up and say, look, this is wrong. And the minute you rebuke what another man of God is doing, then the whole church will stand up for that man of God and they will throw insults of you, at you and they will curse you. Why? Because those people are following men. That is why you will stand up for a man and go on social media and curse everybody who talks bad about your man of God because you are following men. If you were following Jesus Christ, you would keep quiet and focus on Jesus Christ. Because you must realize one thing. I'm going to tell you one thing that the men, men, even the men that you think are, 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 are without blame, are blameless. Uh, there's no man that is blameless. Only Jesus Christ was found to be blameless. Any other person is a human being. He, he has faults. He, he, he makes mistakes, he sins. From now, and then, from now and then, people sin, they make mistakes, they have their fortune, they, they have their, their shortfalls. They, they, they are not perfect, in other words. You know, we are only perfected by the grace of God. We are not perfect. We are only perfected by, we are sinners. We are vessels, we are being used by God. But in, in somewhere along the way we lose our footing or we lose the focus on God then we, we, we focus on something else because some of these people were called the same people that are causing division in the church today some of them were called they are true men of God they were they, they, were, they were true men of God until the, until the devil got to them and they turned from 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 from, from true worshipping of the living God, they tend because of the lust of money, because of the of the sexual immorality. They tend from God, and now they are something else. They are no longer true men of God. So we have men who have come to destroy the church, men who call themselves men of God, but they are not men of God. And the minute you rebuke the wrong or the sin that you see in the church today, the congregation of the church will turn on you because people are so obsessed with men. People are not obsessed with God. People are not obsessed, are not obsessed with Jesus, right? But people are obsessed with men. But they are obsessed... They are obsessed by... Right? They are obsessed with men and defending them in public without shame. Defending men that you don't even know. Defending things that you don't even understand. Defending men that you don't even know. So when the proof is out there, then you eat a humble pie because you realize you shouldn't have done it. You should have said, fine he's my pastor but he's also a man no there could be truth in what he said i'm not going to say anything in public i'm just going to focus and fix my eyes on jesus because i follow him i follow no man so but i won't judge him i will only focus on on, on jesus because when the man is exposed and the, and the proof is there 
what will you say then so these men and women have come to cause division divisions in the church of in the church of god and this is why paul here was saying each one of you says something different one says i follow paul another i follow apollos another i follow peter so the question is do we have different jesus's because the same Peter and, and, and Paul are teaching, the same, are, are teaching the same gospel. They are teaching the same Jesus. They are both working for the same man. That is God. So we should be one. We should be completely united as the body of Christ. But and, and, uh, until such a time when we preach the same gospel, that is the gospel of God. And until such a time when we get rid of, of this nonsense that we, call, that we call prosperity gospel and motivational gospel. And until such a time we get rid of, this, of, of that nonsense, then we will never, ever, ever be united in the body of Christ. Up until we teach the true gospel of Jesus Christ, we will always find ourselves wanting when it comes to the things of God. So I am here today let's stop I'm, I'm here today to appeal to, to the church let's stop the divisions in the church of Christ and when another man of God rebukes another man of God who is doing wrong whether he rebukes it in, in public or in private the congregation should keep quiet and focus on Jesus that's what you should be doing don't defend things you don't know. Don't defend the man you don't know. You think you know him because he stands in front of you in church every Sunday. And you think you know him. You don't know him. So don't defend him. Focus on God. Focus on God. And find yourself a church that teaches the true word of God. Find yourself a church that teaches the true gospel of Jesus Christ. Find yourself a church that will lead you to heaven, that will lead you to the new Jerusalem. Find yourself a church that exalts Jesus Christ, that magnifies Jesus Christ. Find yourself a church that preaches Christ, nothing else but Jesus Christ. Praise God. That's it for today. Father, we give you glory. We honor you. We glorify your living name. Father, I thank you for this moment. Thank you for your word. I thank you, Father, for those people who will be receiving your word. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, amen.